Welcome back to Fuck, Fuck You, you. We, we Like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me this week is... Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Again. Johnson. I'm the host of this podcast. You're the literal host of this podcast. Eh, we just record because I have the shit. <laughs> you just record as we what? Because I have the shit. You have the shit, and we and we very much appreciate that. Man, how are you doing this week, Lloyd? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Anything fun happen in your week, or... Um... Uh, just been working normal, normal Just week. Work. Tell us what you do, man. I'm a zookeeper. You're a zookeeper at the zoo, so with uh, you, you've actually uh, you've gotten to work with Fiona a couple times, haven't you? Yeah, I have video of her chewing on my beard. <laughs> that shit could go viral, and people would like, people would like, because Fiona, I used to work at uh, Sensi Shirts in OTR, yeah, or uh, the one in Hyde Park. Um, peep, the Fiona fans are like super into Fiona. Yeah, people really, really love that. Oh, I know. And like the people, like if they knew that Fiona like chewed on your beard, they'd be like, "Oh, let me feel your beard." Oh, anyone I've ever shown it to, like they're like, "Oh, like they speechless, weird, Because <laughs> you have the kind of beard anyway where people would like already want to touch it. Yeah, if I was you know in any way approachable or welcoming of something <laughs> of that nature, sure. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Did you ever? How long have you worked at the zoo? Uh, fifteen years this past June. So you obviously known uh, the goat Harambe. Yeah. Did you know Harambe? I did. Did you ever interact with Harambe at all? I did. What'd you do? Um, I did you pull the trigger. Thing? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. That was uh, that was one of those series of jokes that I just never landed. I guess because <laughs> I was too close to it, but I never got mad at people for doing it. Yeah, I but understand. Yeah, no, like I, I drop off food to every department, so I, oh, okay. I get to, to kind of interact with everything. I have a friend, um, she lives down in Atlanta, she works at the aquarium down there, and she like makes meals for all like the... Yeah, they have a fantastic aquarium down there too. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Beth Shannon, one of the best people I know. And I met her at a DJ gig in the Dayton, and we just became instant best buds. Well, that's a good person to have as a friend. Absolutely, you love those people. So uh, you work at the zoo. What else do you do? Just make them? Do you just like transport the meals and stuff? Or uh, yeah, I do animal nutrition. So all the diets, put those together, deliver them to the different buildings. I mean, it's the, in my opinion, it's the best job in the park. No shit. I get to interact with all of the animals. Every single one. They all think <laughs> of me in a positive light because I'm always bringing food, <laughs> and I don't have to clean up shit. <laughs> If anything, you're the one giving them the opportunity to shit. Yeah. Because you're the one making the food. The people I don't like, I get to think of like, here, here's some <laughs> shit you get to clean up later. Oh, man, I do not envy the elephant cleaners. Uh, elephants them. are easy. Elephants are... Well, the ones that have to clean up their shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's easy. It's all solid there, right there together. It's the, the well, stuff it's like also, that. it's also shit from an elephant. I mean, right. I don't know. I've never worked in a zoo before. But, you know, when you can just scoop it up with a shovel and throw in a wheelbarrow, not so bad. Like the vampire. <laughs> oh, of course. Like, think about, like, the vampire bats exhibits where they have to get in there and, like, scrub all that up. Oh, that's not fun. Especially because it's, like, so tiny. Yeah, or all of the birdhouse keepers. I love you guys. I really do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This might be a Zach Wyckoff question because Zach used to work at the zoo. He did. Nice. What, you remember what he did there? He was security. <laughs> Which is great because he's five foot four and the nicest person alive. The nicest human being alive. He's also a probation officer now. Yeah. I, I can't imagine like showing up for probation and him being across the desk. I'd just be like, is this Jesus Jr.? <laughs> like, he's so, like, he's so sweet. I, I want to picture weird. him. I want to picture him as the bad cop and the good cop, bad cop situation. The only way you could do that is if you made the good cop. I mean, it would literally it would have to be Jesus. <laughs> he would. It would have to be Jesus. I, can, I cannot picture Zach Wyckoff as a bad cop. 
I can't. Or I can't, security at the zoo. I can picture him as security because I saw it. But <laughs> as a bad cop, no. Like I, I, my brain can't. He's too sweet. Like he's so so nice and so sweet that I get I get uncomfortable sometimes expecting him to say something awful. I can't. Well, because, he he's got that dark sense of humor in him. I know. I, I love I, that. I love that that's who he is and that's what it comes out of it. But, by the way, we are discussing a friend of the pod. He's been on before. Um, Zach Wyckoff. He's a local comic. Two-time winner of the Funniest Person in Cincinnati contest. And possibly your probation officer. Possibly. Your, is that people who's like on our our listener basis as people who are on probation? Well, I'll tell if you. you are, if you are, I apologize. I don't apologize. <laughs> you, know, you know what you did get there. And yeah, You probably exactly. had fun doing it, so good on you. Exactly. But luckily, this week we are roasting the Ravens. Yes, we are. All of them have probation officers. Oh, exactly. That's how Zach makes. It. If Zach moved to Baltimore, he'd be, he'd be a millionaire. Like, change, change his name to Zach Bezos. <laughs> Zach Gates. <laughs> Zach Uncle Pennybags. Zach McDuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know a lot of rich people. Scrooge McDuck was my Zach Krabs. For all you SpongeBob fans out there, I like money. That's my that's my dog shit, Mr. Krabs impression. I uh, unfortunately was a little, I guess too old for SpongeBob, and my kids just liked really weird shit, so I didn't get to watch a lot of the cartoons. She watched SpongeBob like, might be my favorite show of all time. My my daughter watched like Lord of the Rings and Donnie Darko when she was little. That's fine. I mean, I, I never I don't really remember watching Lord of the Rings, but I, I feel like I kind of need to. My kid walked around at three years old with a Gollum doll that was like leather really? and plush, but the head was a hard plastic, and if you <laughs> hit buttons on the back, it said all of the Gollum sayings. Yeah. And it was, it creeped everyone at daycare out, but she wouldn't go anywhere without it. <laughs> it's like the kind of, it's like the, like the five-year-old girl that won't go anywhere without her princess outfit. Absolutely, but hers was a Donnie Darko t-shirt because she found a target. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I want to feel special. It's like, all right, you you're expressing yourself right now. You're you're a four year old child who's expressing themselves, and you're gonna dress up in this because it makes you happy and it'll get you to shut up and stop crying. She also used to lay on my kitchen floor and read books because it was colder there. <laughs> really? Yeah. I I probably did some weird shit when I was a kid, and my mom just just like, ah, this is Alex. I have multiple pictures of her just laying on the kitchen floor reading books. I, I'm a I like to lay on the floor and do shit. I have had multiple back surgeries, so I do not. Oh, uh, dude, lower or upper? Lower. That will fuck <clears throat> your day up, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you pictures after. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I'd rather not, <laughs> because uh, I have had I had like chronic back problems ever since I was in high school. Do the lower back, like a lower back sore, that'll fuck your day up. Oh yeah, I know. Because like. Uh, I remember it really first happened like my sophomore year of high school. I played tennis. Like, I played tennis my entire childhood. And I played, like, I was on the JV team my sophomore year. And you're about to show me a picture, aren't you? Yep. Oh my god! That's the screws and rods in my back. Ouch. Are they still there? Yeah. Oh god. They'll be there forever. Man, that sucks. <clears throat> so, um, so I played, like, my sophomore year. And I remember I hadn't lost a single match the entire year. And then we played uh, St. X, their, their varsity B team, which is like JV, sort of. Yeah. Um, but I remember I lost the first set 6-4, and then I was down one nothing, and I was just laying on the court, and I couldn't move because my back was so sore. And I had it's. I think that's the only time I've ever retired a match. The, it, it, I did football with a bad back. I taught kickboxing and jiu-jitsu. I did all of that Dude. while destroying discs in my back. I, like When they did the surgery... I was missing a quarter of a vertebrae. Oh, that sucks. It was just dust. It was pieces. Yeah, I remember um, I was at the gym one day, and I was doing squats. I think I went down. I did like five reps. I forget what the weight was. Um, but for 750 pounds. Oh, it was actually like 675. I'm not going to. It was 812. <laughs> it was 812 pounds. I uh, cut out the last. he's a fucking beefcake, ladies. Uh, thank you. Uh, um, but I remember my last rep... I didn't hear a pop, but I felt it. And I'm just like, I felt that. And I'm like, oh no. So what I did was I like, I was able to get the bar up, but I remember just sitting on the support beam right next to it. And I sat there for about 15 minutes 
I couldn't move. And I was like, I remember I, it was like a five minute walk from, or it was like a three minute walk from that spot to my locker. And which is normally a 40 second walk. I was just like. It's a seven minute crawl to your locker. <laughs> exactly. It was just a seven minute crawl. Dude, so that, I'll that, wrap it up on this. When I finally decided like it was time to go to a doctor and have it looked at, looked at, it's because I was walking down to my basement and I fell down the last four stairs because my legs just stopped working. That sucks. Like you couldn't feel anything or they just They like, just went numb and I was like a marionette with the strings on the bottom <laughs> half cut. No, like when your legs fall asleep by that, you're just like, am I stepping? Am I stepping? Am I doing anything? It, it was that, but everything from my belly button down just turned to pudding while I was walking. That sucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So on a more positive note, I feel like I had a I had a fun week. Last weekend I was at the Funny Bone opening for Michael Costa, who was uh, the, the first comic first I ever com- saw. Yeah. First comic I ever saw. Really, really, really funny. And really, really nice too. Shout out to him. Shout out to Mike Baldwin of New York City, originally from Kansas City. He gave me a bunch of my tapes from that weekend. Also big ups on the David Tell. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That's and very unexpected. That's a bucket list type. Yeah, that was. I've, I've said multiple times that it tells my dream comic to open for because I remember I, I remember watching Roadwork right after it first came out, and it, I remember liking it. I remember, but there was one joke that he had that um, it was a. Jo- I mean, because it tells a dirty comic. Oh yeah. And he joked about um, the one joke that got me from that special was like, we all know what a real blowjob looks like, right? Back of the throat. Can't breathe, can't talk, mascara dripping down your cheeks. Like you just saw a clown get hit by a truck. That's a blowjob. <laughs> I saw that and absolutely lost it. Yeah, he's. I, I would put him in my top five. Anyway. He's my number one. So uh, then I listened to, uh, he has an album called Skanks for the Memories. Skanks for the Memories is one of my favorite. I have listened recorded. to that at least 30 times through. I'll probably have you beat by 70 times. <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> I got it the day it came out on CD. The joke that got me from that special was the joke. It's like, you remember the song you lost your virginity to? <laughs> it's a special tune. You know, it better be a good one or else it'll haunt you. You know, I've got the worst one. I can top anybody in this room. Lloyd, sing it for us. Oh, Lord. I can still feel her beard. Sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. I completely skipped because I was about to do a different bit but no let's let's, no, let's, let's go let's no i digress <laughs> sorry so that joke which it, it really got me and i i'm just like ever since then atel has been like i've admired him so much and then i've actually seen him i drove to lexington to see him like a few years ago and then last year i drove, I drove to cleveland to see him and then i found out he was going to be at the liberty funny bone and the manager there josh driver gave me uh he did a real favor for me he gave me a spot on the show which I was very, very thankful for. So I got there, and we're in. I'm in the green room. I'm like, I wasn't. I thought I'd be more nervous meeting Dave, but I've already met him before, because because uh, <clears throat> I went to Cleveland and I met him and I told him about. I just did like my nervous little spiel. Yeah. But but then the second time I met him, like I wasn't super nervous, and I think it was because I was hopped up on pills all day because I was really sick. Because that morning I woke up with a hundred and two point six fever. Just drinking lean and meeting David Tell, I got you. Yeah, I was just on pills. I slept the entire day. Uh, so <laughs> I just, I love the idea of the picture of you drinking lean out of a styrofoam cup. It's now <laughs> gonna be in my head for, for the whole next week. <laughs> so then I get there and then I'm in the green room, I'm talking to him, I was like I'm I'm talking to him, I'm like, alright, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna do five minutes. And then he goes, Fuck it, do ten. And I'm like, Alright. I'm gonna go do ten in front of Wait, an Attell. Okay, bro. Dave Attell. Yes, yeah, I will seriously. Do that. Okay, Dave Attell. Okay, my comedy hero. Did you know you're fucking Dave Attell, <laughs> dude? He's like super self-hating. Oh yeah, what good comic isn't? Yeah, I mean like, <clears throat> God, he's so fucking funny. Go see him if you ever get the chance. Yeah, if you get a chance to see Dave Attell and you don't, then we don't need to be friends. Like, yeah, seriously. Not that we can't be, but it'll be really difficult. It would be. So, and then I get back in the green room, the, the, the set goes well, and then I'm talking to Hotel afterwards, and then he's like, hey, uh, do you want to do a set tomorrow, too? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes, Dave Attell. Yes, Dave Attell, my, my favorite comedian. I'm going to, and I did the set, and my big regret from that set was not taping it. Yeah. I, I recorded it, but I didn't tape it. 
Because I'm like, that's a tape. It was in front of probably the biggest crowd I've ever done. It was like 300 people in that room. And he did all of them. <laughs> no, it's it's insane. That, Very uh, virile, young man. <laughs> no, like perform because it tells <laughs> like I like to think I'm a. Very punchy comic. Attell is super punchy. Oh, yeah. he's Other than like a Stephen Wright or Mitch Hedberg, like one-liners, not his whole set isn't one-liners, but he's so good at making them when he does them. <clears throat> oh, it's he's unbelievable. The, my favorite thing I've read about Attell, he says, um, he can hit you with five jokes before most comics can hit you with one. Uh, Big J. Erickson was talking about David Attell one day, and he just <laughs> said that that dude will make you laugh. And you'll miss the next three laughs because you're just getting the first one. I love that. I man, I need to see Big J. Oh, he's easily in my time. He's one. You of know my who favorites. hosted for him when he came through last time? I don't. Zach Wyckoff. I don't know how that. <laughs> I guess it worked out because Zach's like a clean cut comic. Big J's filthy. He's also just if the best crowd work guy alive. Jimmy Pardo. I would say Big J's better. I love. I don't get me wrong. I love Jimmy. I think Big J's ability to like make someone super uncomfortable oh, while that. laughing. He's so good at it that it's, I need it's almost like a superpower. I need like, to see him. I need to see. I've never seen him live, and I need to. I have, and I got to talk to him for a while, and he had just <clears> recorded. <throat> a, uh, just recorded his degenerate set on Netflix. Oh, okay. And I get. I like. I was mentioning one of his jokes, and I gave it a different tag. Really? And he was like, damn, I wish I had that a, two weeks ago. And I, it was like one of the proudest moments like I've ever really? felt. I'm not a comic. I don't do... But I just said... You it, associate like, with us, though. Yeah, you people only people I can hang around with and say the fucked up shit that comes out of my head. Yeah, oh, we all have fucked up shit in our head. Right, but you guys don't look at me like I'm a monster when I no. say it. You laugh. So, no, because we've all had similar thoughts. Right, so naturally, yeah, I hang out with you guys. Yeah, because we're monsters. Like, all of my friends are artists, musicians, or comics. Like, I love that. A lot of my friends are either comics or college kids that I meet at DJ gigs or occasional adult gigs. That sounds awesome, and then terrible, and then confusing. It is very confusing. Because <laughs> you, like, you, like, when I was in college, all my friends were comics. I never really went out and had these DJ gigs. And then, like, now that I'm out of college, and I'm hanging out with these kids now. I, say, I think uh, I started going to Go Bananas regularly when I was, like, 20. Yeah, that's about when I started going. Yeah, but we're very different ages. Yes. And how old are you? I have a kid that's closer to your age than I am to yours. Right. Your kid's what? 16. 16, right. I'm 30... I'll be 37 on the 12th. I'm 27, so... You're closer, but not by much. Yeah, that's... Uh, I guess I shouldn't have... Yeah. You know, um... So yeah, like, tell that was an incredible experience I wouldn't have traded for the world. Um, because it's... It, the one thing that sucked, though, was, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, shit... Like, there are people out there who, like, are going to question why I got it. It was like, Schubert of all people? There's also people out there that think vaccines cause autism, so... Yeah. Worrying about what people think is an exercise in futility. Fuck those people. You yeah. got to do something awesome. Enjoy it. Was, it. It's one of the best, it was one of the best experiences of my comedy I'm career. jealous. And from there, we'll just move on. What the fuck happened last week? Ah, oh, fuck. Um, Bengals lost again, 26-23. Um, I was there. Uh, it was... Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it was, it's fine. I still had a... I mean, I had a good time. I always have a good time when I go to Bengals games. Um, but it was a good... It was a good second half. Because for a while, it was like... It was a battle of field goals. Because right. Zane Gonzalez, their kicker, was 4 of 5. And Randy Bullock for us is three of three, because I think a lot of the, the big reason why this happened was because there were so many times where neither team could complete a touchdown drive in the red zone. It happened, and the crowd booed a lot when they when I that bet. happened. No, it was uh, there were a couple three and outs that the crowd booed when they couldn't complete a touchdown. Like we're getting three points. Why are you booing right now? I mean, I like, I get you can't complete the drive. Well, I mean, like. 
just watching the the beginnings of it, like Joe Mixon came out like they told him there was unlimited racist white girls in the end zone that he could punch. <laughs> And he just was tearing it up, and then all of a sudden it looked like he turned into His Mark first Ingram. drive, he had like 40-some rushing yards. It was pretty good. Yeah, he looked great coming out, and then just looked like he, I don't know, yeah. was drinking lean with you on the sideline. And Yeah. And he, overall, he had 19 rushes for 93 yards, still without a touchdown this year, which is very disappointing. <laughs> it is disappointing. The only rushing touchdown this year is a one-yard scamper by Dalton. I forget who it was against. I'm just saying, when you're known for punching women in the head, you don't really get a lot of touches. Yeah. He led the AFC in rushing last year. He did. Yeah, he did. I actually have a very bold prediction about Joe Mixon. It's on the slideshow. Considering the Bengals are not good right now, and considering Joe Mixon is a very good running back with an attitude problem, with with what could be perceived as an attitude problem, he's going to be the next Corey Dillon. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was going to be the next Patriots running back. Well, the last ex-Bengal to be a Patriots running back was Jeremy Hill. And he kind of, he just faded out of a career. But then Rex Burkhead's doing all right. Right, I was going to say, they, they took our whole core, so you can't really single one of them out. They also got, I think, Marquise Flowers, too, our old linebacker. Did they have Cedric Benson for a bit, too? I don't think they did. Rest in, rest in peace, Cedric Benson. Yeah, sorry. No, I think the Packers had him. Yeah, yeah okay. one of those teams that yeah. wins all the time. So yeah, Mixon, I think if things don't pan out, like the Bengals are, are going to have at least double-digit losses this year. Uh, yeah. I think there's, what, 16 games? There are 16 games. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying we'll probably be a strong 7 times 2. Yeah. Uh, do I think we'll be, a lot of people are saying we'll be 0-16? I don't think that's the case. No, we play the Dolphins in there. Just... We play the Dolphins, we play the Jets, who just got Sam Darnold back. And... Everything else with the Jets. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of a mess right now. They're a comparable shit show to Cincy. Yes, they are. Le'Veon Bell jumped uh, from a diff- from, jumped from one bad ship to another bad ship. Um, um, man, Bengals are a mess. Because the reason I don't think we're going 0-16, because if the Bengals had given up like the fans think they have, they wouldn't have come back from 23-9. to no, no, no. <laughs> they, they show so much promise they in do. bursts that you're like, hey, where's that? Like, if you kept that motivation to a whole game, you'd be great. Granted, it was against an 0-3-1 Cardinals team at the time, or now 1-3-1. Giving out them Ws. Because they, they were down 23-9. Chase Edmonds had just gotten like a 35-yard scamper. And when that happened, I just saw fans exiting. Fans are just walking up. They're gone. They're tired of this shit. And then the Bengals somehow like came back, got a drive. They just drove down the field, um, got a touchdown to Auden Tate. And then the stadium was like electric at the time. And then the Cardinals got a three and out. And the Bengals only used one timeout at the time. I think the third, the third down was Kyler Murray passed it to Larry Fitzgerald. And B.W. Webb like reached his hand out. Perfect pass defense. He just reached his hand out, batted the ball down, and the stadium just exploded. And they punted the ball, drove down the field, and then Dalton got a had a beautiful touchdown to Tyler Boyd, who I think is a rock star. If they just keep, I like Tyler Boyd keep a lot. Playing him, keep doing what they do. So I have an idea for our coaching staff. Okay, since every year we lose all of our coaching staff, <laughs> right? Zach Taylor's not going anywhere for at least three years. Yeah, if he wins. More than ten games, he'll be gone. That's what's happened with all of our coaches ever. So I think we. Well, Jay Gruden just got fired. Right, but he was part of a good thing here and left, and you know, just wait, like. And then Zimmer's now on the Vikings. Right, which we'll we'll see. But I think we ought to take the whole cast of Dance Moms (laughs) and put them in as coaches because them motherfuckers stuck around. Ask Billy DeVore about that show. I think Billy used to be super into that show. That sounds like a lot of lotion with waste. <laughs> yeah. So, so like <laughs> Sorry, we said. Billy. I love you, Billy. Um, so the leading receivers, Tyler Boyd, 10 receptions, 123 yards, and a TD. Um, Auden Tate, three receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. We thought Auden Tate was going to break out. He's doing okay. He's like a good third. He's like a good third receiver right now. 
Tyler Boyd, maybe Tyler Reifert's our second guy right now. Tate looks like, during certain plays, he looks like a draft pick. During other plays, he looks like someone suited up Jeff Tate. <laughs> and put him on the field. I, he just, he'll go from yeah. dusting a CB to looking like he runs a 17-minute 40. <laughs> God, I wonder who drinks more Gatorade between the two. <laughs> for sure, Jeff. Yeah, for sure, Jeff. It, it follows the hot dogs. I have a shirt that says so. Yeah. So I also I was going through the stats, and I noticed that it's a bad sign for your defense. Three of the four leading tacklers were DBs and safeties. Yeah, that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. I think it was Sean Williams, Drake Kirkpatrick, and Jesse Bates. That means the Cardinals are making plays, so many plays downfield that your linebackers can't lead in tackles, your D, your DTs can't lead in tackles. It's your safeties doing all the work. Yeah, I think uh, half the defense has just hitched their wagon to like, let's see what the front line can do. Oh wait, shit, we're supposed to play two. Oh, those guys will get it. Yeah, I think um, I noticed in the game. I'm not sure what his uh, injury outlook is, but Alex Erickson went down. <sighs> a big punt returner guy. Yeah, he's uh, it's been all of our good field positions. So many, like, because the Bengals were healthy at the beginning of the year. They granted they didn't have AJ Green, but now they don't have AJ Green. They don't have John Ross. They don't. They might not have Alex Erickson for a bit. It's tough right now. Injury bug. Uh, I mean, what? I know we're making excuses constantly, but uh, you know, at this point, you know, Jeff Tate, get get a helmet and get Jeff Tate. Like, we need somebody. Like, go, get out there, get, do it. Someone get him a plaid shirt with Bengals colors. Yeah, just get him an orange and black plaid shirt and a helmet. He'll he'll you put some hot dogs and Gatorade in one end zone. He'll get there. He'll get there. You will. God, I'm sorry, Jeff Tata. He's he's done a lot for me. I appreciate him. Jeff's a monster. Also, if you haven't seen Jeff Tate, go he see was him live. A local comedian. He is a killer. I I've mean, seen just one I, of the funniest. I, I have cried laughing from him before. I I have literally drooled on myself at Go Bananas watching his set. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. Yeah, so I think overall, I brought this down. If you can't beat a winless Cardinals team while you're at home, then I think, I mean, you're just playing for a draft pick right now. Because like, I think your best chance is to win. You're at home against the Jets. I forget if the Dal- I forget if the Dalton the Dal- the Dolphins game. What the fuck? The Dolphins game. Well, you I, know, I that's, that's pretty close. The Dolphins seem like a team full of Daltons. <laughs> Every person on their roster is Andy Dalton. I like Josh Rosen, though. I do, too. I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to... He got to, fucked out of Arizona. I'm just trying to say something to yeah. make it not sound yeah. horrible. Because Cliff Kingsbury wanted Kyler Murray more than he wanted Josh Rosen. And then now Rosen's on arguably the worst team in the NFL. But playing... He's playing all right. He's playing like he wants to... Wants to be there. Yeah, exactly. He's playing as if this is his this is his shot because the Cardinals barely gave him a shot. Right, and I, he's playing like a first year starting quarterback. I think he well, he kind like, of where they come out like out of the shoot, like just coming in hot. Like, yes, so many like guys when they get that first chance to start, they really you see him like making the extra effort to make especially a play. when it's like not their rookie season. Because, like, Rosen played behind a horrific Cardinals line. And he didn't have a whole lot of weapons like he had Larry Fitzgerald. And, I mean, granted, Kyler Murray's got those same weapons, too. But he's also Kyler Murray. Right. Like, he's going to make plays. But, granted, Kyler Murray has Larry Fitzgerald, who is, like, two seasons away from calling it quits. Yeah, he's the... He's He's Tony Gonzalez, just... Ageless wonder. He's doing well. Always impressed by that dude. Oh, he's... I respect, like, I roasted, um, roasted last week, but he got a hole-in-one while playing golf with Obama. I still think that's the coolest shit in the world. Uh, the fact that you think golf is the coolest shit in the world is telling? It's I not think, that I, golf I, is cool. I think getting a hole-in-one while playing with Obama, that's cool. That's, like, the epitome of cool in golf. I assure you Joe Biden did that. <laughs> Biden, I mean, not maybe on golf, but... Maybe, oh. Did he touch someone he shouldn't have? I, I'm sure he did. I, I'm, I have you seen him? Yeah. He looks like he sniffs people. <laughs> so, and he sniffs people. He does. I'm not wrong. He, 
He's like gone on shoulders and shit. Yeah, he looks like the kind of person who like he waits for his secretary to leave her desk so he can go sniff her seat. <laughs> He's probably sniffed Pelosi seat a time or two. And it smelled like anger and sour milk. Baltimore Ravens. That was a good segue. Fucking trash birds. Yep, the trash birds. Uh, we're gonna roast them. Let's get to. Did you, write, you roast their mascot? I didn't, but uh, I mean. I got him. We're going to start with their mascot, Poe. Poe is awfully happy looking for a bird that has a penis for a beak. Yeah, his, his beak looks like an okra that's going bad. <laughs> like, it's just droopy and sad. It's like an uncircumcised Greek penis. Like, you're just, you're just like, gross. this is sweaty and unpleasant, and everyone's upset that it's out. Exactly. And then the owner, Steve Biscotti. Steve Biscotti looks like if Jim Varney made a movie called Ernest Goes to Yell at a Valet Driver. <laughs> um, I said, uh, Steve Biscotti looks like Ric Flair and Mel Gibson put together. <laughs> he has the jawline and uh, hair of Mel Gibson, also the racist streak. <laughs> and he has the skin and chin of Ric Flair, also the racist streak. Exactly. He looks like he has for sure yelled at the help to a point where he's had to have payouts. <laughs> he's had to pay settle out of court. There was a... I was reading about Steve Biscotti. Apparently he was like super against signing Colin Kaepernick. Like the because GM and I think the, uh, Harbaugh were like trying to sign him and Steve Biscotti was saying no. That's because he has all of the pleasantness and flavor of an actual biscotti that shitty italian dessert that's just fucking stale bread yeah so we're gonna skip over the gm we couldn't do you have, do you have anything on harbaugh uh just look at him. you're he's too it's he's too he looks like every angry dad at a third grade girls <laughs> t-ball game he just he just looks like he has short man syndrome he does he he looks he looks like he yells at his wife to turn her on. Like he had to find one that just like got turned on by being screamed at. His safe word is "God damn it." His safe word is "Yeah, fucking god." <laughs> he for sure says horrible things to everyone who knows him. Oh, exactly. Like his quarterback, quarterback. Well, I'm just saying. Like, remember when they had to like tell him to stop grabbing NFL players' face masks? Okay. He kept grabbing their face masks and yelling at them. And these are super athletes that would murder him and his whole family. Exactly. If he wasn't their head he coach. He is a tiny man. He is not a... Yeah, he grabbing, you know, uh, six foot five, 280 pound super athletes by the face mask and screaming at them. And it's like, look, we get you on to do this all day, every day. <laughs> but if you weren't an NFL coach, that dude would stomp your head into into pudding exactly like this guy he just sucks he just sucks he kind of does quarterback lamar jackson who throws as if he has an actual raven's wing <laughs> trying to wrap feathers around a ball to lo lob it downfield <laughs> to lob it 10 yards downfield eight and a half i think that's actual pro percentage yeah. right now um, Lamar. I said Lamar Jackson. If he lives up to all the hype, someday he might be considered a Peyton Manning in more ways than just head size. His head is gigantic. It, it looks like... Have you ever seen like the Man Babies website where they switch like the dad and the baby's heads? <laughs> he looks like if one of those babies grew up but kept the head and it grew accordingly. Like, so it's he like had, the head size grew proportionately? Yeah, his neck is like big enough that it is clearly stretching out t-shirts, and his head is still way bigger. Like, way, <laughs> like, uncomfortably bigger to look at. Like, I, I was telling Alex earlier, like, there's a hip-hop artist named Ugly God. He goes by Ugly God, and it's the only person I can think of that looks like him. <laughs> you know who actually does kind of look like Lamar Jackson? His backup... Well, kind of. Not in this picture, but Robert Griffin, the third string quarterback. Robert Griffin, also an owner of a gigantic head. <laughs> yeah, Robert Griffin, the third. I'm just going to throw this out there. I have been sitting on this joke for about seven months. When I saw Robert Griffin, the third's picture, I thought to myself, man, 
It looks like Old Town Road isn't the only thing Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus made together. <laughs> I've been sitting on that for so long. He looks like he's actually part Griffin. <laughs> like, no two pieces of his body seem to add up to a human being. Yeah, that gap tooth. Like, his short torso, longer legs. Like, none of it looks... It looks like they put together three different quarterbacks to make him. <laughs> Yeah, none of which are good. Yeah, they look like they put together Drew Brees, Drew Bledsoe, and a Griffin. A fucking Griffin. Yes. He looks like a fucking Griffin. Yep. Yeah, and I also joked last year, they would give a Subway sponsorship back to Jared before they give one back to RG3. <laughs> well, one of them has been way less disappointing than the other. Yeah. And now, you have I'm not, something I'm not on proud um, of that. I'm not proud of that. You have something on a former uh, Baltimore Raven, Ryan Mallett. Yeah, Ryan Mallett in this offseason got pulled over for a DUI, and he blew exactly a .08. Oh, that sucks. Proving once again that he will always do just a bare minimum for <laughs> any job. <laughs> like, when your teammates call you the human mullet, Ryan Mallett. Ryan the human mullet, Mallett. That's telling. That sucks. Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram, in a game in 2017 against the Bills, Mark Ingram had a beer poured on him after he scored a touchdown and jumped into the stands at the Bills Stadium. You know, Ingram wasn't sure what it, would, what it would be like to play a game while smelling like beer, but Josh Gordon chimed in and said, hey, you get used to it. <laughs> uh, all right. I said, uh, so Mark Ingram got busted for PEDs. That's right. He was suspended for the first four games of last year. Yeah, and he was worried. He, he openly said he was worried about finding a new team after that happened. Okay. Luckily, Baltimore exists, so <laughs> <clears throat> they'll they'll be willing to sign anyone. Yeah, on the Ravens, getting popped for PEDs is about as low on the list of concerns as Mark Ingram himself is on the list of anyone's fantasy drafting. <laughs> He's my second running back. You can go fuck it yourself. Well, I didn't say you were good at this. <laughs> I made a trade for him, man. He's 72 years old. He is very old. I think he's like 29 or 30. I think he's 33? No, he's Whatever. 30. He was born in 89. All right, well. And uh, do, you have, uh, do you have his backup, Gus Edwards? Uh, Gus Edwards looks like the kind of person who would make fun of Gus Edwards. <laughs> so that person is me. I said, Gus Edwards, why does it look like a raven is sleeping on Gus Edwards' head? He definitely has some eggs in that hair. <laughs> I love that. The, the Baltimore PD has put spikes on top of his head to stop pigeons from nesting. There. <laughs> Wide receiver. Marquise Brown. Uh, Marquise Brown is cousins with Antonio Brown. Yeah, it must have been a drag for him to have had spent his entire... Si it must have been a drag for him to have had to spend his entire signing bonus on Christmas presents for all of Antonio's kids. <laughs> Uh, so Marquise Brown is known as Hollywood. I not, saw that. Not because of his charismatic personality, but because he's from Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> and everything I could find on him, all of his teammates comment on his smile during games. He smiles and smirks a lot during games. So when your job is to perform an athletic function and everything that anyone can comment on about what you do is an involuntary reaction, that's probably not the best. It's not. Also, I just, want to, I just want to throw this out there. The Ravens receiving core has never been in like the top tier. It's always been mediocre. I'm convinced that God could be a receiver for the Ravens and he wouldn't put up 100 yards. No, I, Jeff Tate would, though. <laughs> Jeff Tate definitely would. That's going to be our running joke. Jeff Tate is the best best running back or the best wide receiver in the history. I of think Marquise Brown always has that smile because he's like, no matter what I do, Antonio's done fucked it up worse. <laughs> And um, the second wide receiver, Willie Sneed. I'm not saying Willie Sneed is a mediocre player with an even more mediocre hair color, but that hairstyle is the only way he'll ever have highlights. It's jokey. Uh, it's a joke. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. Uh, I said Willie Sneed has the hair of a girl with daddy issues and the face of a guy that she fucks because of the daddy <laughs> issues. 
Holy fuck. If he was a rapper, he'd for sure be Lil Sneedy. <laughs> Lily Sneedy. Lil Sneedy. And the uh, third stringer, Miles Boykin. What do you got? I was hesitant to, to roast Miles Boykin because he went to a Catholic high school in Notre Dame, yep. all with the last name Boykin. <laughs> this dude is fucking fearless. He doesn't. He's not scared of anything. No, not even being a Ravens receiver. He would have went to Penn State. Tight Mark Andrews, what do you got? Uh, Mark Andrews looks like a whiter Drake. <laughs> he does. He looks like Drake if you took away everything that made Drake likable or cool or smooth. He which, looks he looks which, like Drake if Drake was his favorite rapper. Right, which uh, isn't hard to take all of those things away from Drake. Fuck you too, Drake. We roasting people. <laughs> and his backup, holy fuck, Nick Boyle. All right, first of all, I just want to throw this out there. If you are listening to this podcast, Google Nick Boyle. Please. He, he looks like a middle school bully. Nick Boyle looks like a picture for a cautionary message about skinhead inbreeding. <laughs> he definitely looks like he was conceived under the light of tiki torches. <laughs> I said Nick Boyle looks like the human personification of E.T.'s finger. He looks... <laughs> so red. Uh, he looks like... The after picture in a circumcision <laughs> diagram. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Nothing on this dude is symmetrical. Every piece of his face looks like it's at war with every other part of his face. And I feel like he watched one rap video with a black girl clapping a big butt. And, and since then, half of him has been trying to kill the other half of him. <laughs> he looks like a penis shaft and a ball sack. And that's hard to do. Like, to it do really both. is, but he pulls it off. Yeah, if he wears a turtleneck, like people around him will have a stroke. He is a human turtleneck. I mean, people will have a stroke if he wears a turtleneck. Like trying not to laugh at foreskin jokes that they've thought up themselves. Exactly. I got a guy here, so we're gonna hustle through these. We got Hayden Hurst, another tight end. Uh, I said I was gonna roast Hayden Hurst, but his name is Hayden, and he's a ginger. So I can't do anything to this dude that a mirror doesn't do way worse on exactly. a Exactly. Like, every joke you've ever thought about, he's all of them. He's, he's all of them. Exactly. He's too roastable to roast. Like, it's it feels like kicking a puppy <laughs> with a kitten shoe on. Exactly. <laughs> Ronnie Stanley, this is my risky joke of the week. Ronnie Stanley... Ronnie Stanley looks like the love child of Super Mario and Donkey Kong. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to look back at that and uh I like it way more after looking at the picture. Yes. He, uh, That's my risky joke of the week. I'm sorry, don't fire if you don't fire me from SNL. Well I'll just call you Shane from now on and it'll, it'll make it all better, right? <laughs> I, I'm I'm uh, welcome to fucking like the Bengals. I'm the host Shane Gillis. <laughs> Shane Hamilton. Because everyone in Hamilton is named Shane. <laughs> or Kyle. Oh, of course. Do you have Ronnie Stanley? Uh, no, we'll just go. We'll just go. The what? We'll just get. We'll, let's keep going. We'll keep going. <clears throat> Offensive guard Bradley Bozeman. Bradley Bozeman looks like he spent every childhood Halloween as the Gordon's fisherman. <laughs> he, he looks like he can tell you exactly how much a new John Deere cost. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Bozeman. He, look, he looks like his, he's been screamed at for not shucking corn fast enough. <laughs> And the other offensive guard, Marshall Yonda. Marshall Yonda looks like he tries to protect people from from Lamar Jackson by throwing coins from his pot of gold at defensive linemen. Marshall Yonda looks like he's been to multiple disciplinary meetings for stealing other players' lunches. <laughs> I'm going to the rules! <laughs> and the center, Matt Skura. Matt Skura, more like Matt Scarred Up. That's an awful lot of craters on that dude's face. That dude looks like his last name is only Skura because that's the best he can pronounce it. Skura. <laughs> and now... He looks like a human lisp. <laughs> Matt Skura. Like if God lisped while making a human, 
<laughs> and it was just like, I gotta make up for this. I gotta make him athletic enough to be a football player. Exactly. That's what happened. That's how that came to be. Defense. Chris Wormley. Chris Wormley looks like Drake if he never left the wheelchair he rode in on Degrassi. <laughs> Chris Wormley looks like somebody who has the money to change his last name and unfortunately has not because he looks kind of like Earthworm Jim. <laughs> And after that, we've got linebacker Pernell McPhee. Pernell McPhee looks like T-Pain couldn't afford to buy you a drink. (laughs) He's literally the human opposite of Nanny McPhee. (laughs) He's as far as you can get from that. I watched that show briefly when I was on Nick at Night. She makes that sound when she laughs. He does it when he comes. Oh, God. DBs and safeties, starting with Marlon Humphrey. Oh, God. He has that blank, clueless look that says, someone still writes my name in my underwear for me. This <laughs> is written Marmar. Yeah, it's it, like he either looks confused or like he's smiling to pretend like he's not confused. <laughs> And then after that, we've got, oh, we've got Earl Thomas. So I wrote about five things for Earl Thomas. Go for it. it. And I decided at the end that, you know what, he gets a pass this week. We'll play him again, but he gets a pass this week because he tried to murder a Pittsburgh quarterback, which I have to respect. You absolutely respect that. Was he the one that took off Mason Rudolph's uh, face mask? Yes. Fuck yeah. So he tried to murder. That look that Mason Rudolph had was hilarious. It was the first time, first time anyone in Pittsburgh has smiled, and he only did it because he was completely senseless <laughs> and forgot that he was part of. Do I feel Pittsburgh. bad for saying a concussed man looks hilarious? Not at all. Anyway, no, no. Um, so Raven, Baltimore Raven, and former Seattle Seahawk Earl Thomas famously flipped off the Seahawks seed li- the Seahawks sideline while he was being carted off the field last year. That middle finger was not received well by the Seahawks faithful, but it did win an award for best impression of a crowd member at an Alex Sheerberg comedy show. Wait, what? Oh, oh man. I thought it was the best impression of Nick Boyle. Oh. <laughs> He's either a dick or a finger. I don't know. That guy is real awkward. Look him up. Please Google image that guy. All right. So we, uh, we forgot to get to a player that um, you uh, had a joke about, and we'll get to him now. Uh, former player, Ray Rice. All right. So I read this, and it, it, it stopped me. Like, I had to stop with my whole body to read this article because Nick Saban invited Ray Rice to talk to all of the Alabama students about how to treat women. It was on a placard out front of a room with Ray Rice in it. Yep. And I said, lawmakers in Alabama said that the talk was pretty boring. They kind of lost interest. But once they got to that in video, they found it very instructional. And a couple of them, against legal advice, added, and arousing. (laughs) Step one, take the stairs. (laughs) Don't forget her shoes. They hate that. Yeah. Is that all you got? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Don't apologize for anything. No, it was, I also had an Ed Reed one that I I, I wanted to. Ed Reed! Legendary safety Ed Reed. What do you got? Just inducted the Hall of Fame. And he chose to take that platform during an NFL ceremony honoring his entire career to take off his Hall of Fame polo in order to remember victims of police violence instead. Okay. The fucking nerve of this guy. I, I, I mean, seriously. We should all be so selfless. Ed Reed's a great dude, and we should be, just look up to that guy and respect exactly. him. He's a fucking... I can't say anything bad about him. Neither can, neither can He's I. He's so goddamn fantastic, there's, I, I didn't. I didn't really know that. I just knew that Ed Reed was a guy that destroyed the Bengals for years. Just made several pick sixes. Yeah, he took that whole day that was supposed to be about him and his entire and career made it about and went. I'm not as important as this. And if I could ever be that selfless and unnarcissistic, I, I would need to have you people as friends. Exactly. Predictions and bullshit. I don't think it's going to be a very promising week um i'm gonna say ravens 213 bengals 197 player of the game i'm gonna say tyler boyd i'm gonna say 33 receptions 
Uh, 72 yards. Uh, five touchdowns. What do you got? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say that the Bengals win. Oh, I like it. 46 to 46 to 36. Okay. But only because Robert Griffin III comes off the bench and runs every single play into the Bengals end zone. <laughs> By accident. <clears throat> from his, his, his... So he's your Bengals player of the game, Robert yeah, Griffin III. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love to hear that. So that's your prediction? That's my prediction. Yeah. I got I to gotta get out of here pretty quickly. So, Lloyd, do you have any plugs? No, just uh, go to Go Bananas. Of course. Listen to, you know, all the Locals Comics podcasts, Rumble Lips, you know. New Nasty Boys. Nasty Boys, great one. Friend Fantastic one. Lee Kembrell, they're the they're... second nicest person alive. Next <laughs> quite tough. No, Lee's a great dude. <laughs> Billy's... I mean, I feel like we unfairly excluded Billy from that. No, Billy's Billy's lovable. He's very lovable. He's been one of my best friends for years. He's so lovable that you don't even consider him nice anymore. You just like he's a hug. If a person could be a hug, it would be Billy. Exactly. There's so a many people and a hug. I love hearing that. Love um, Billy to death. My plugs. Um, I can officially say this. Next Wednesday, October 16th, I will be making my long-awaited return to the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. It's going to be a great really, club. It's a great club, and I can't wait to go back. And the bring only my, reason to ever be in Bloomington, Indiana. And in case the Hoosiers are playing a killer game. Um, yeah, that's the... But I'm bringing, uh, I'm bringing my own granola bars this time. <laughs> you know the story? I, I've heard pieces of it a while back. I'll tell you what. I don't have time because i got to get out of here. Um, but November 6th, I'll be at Pivot Brewing in Lexington. Mike Fields' show. It's a great show from what I've heard. And my next full weekend, December 12th through the 15th, I'll be at the Liberty Funny Bone opening for John Reap. So come check that out. And, uh, Lloyd, you know, I think we only have one thing left to say. You know what that is? I do. All right. Fuck, Fuck you, you Baltimore, Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals. Ah! Fuck you. We like the Bengals.